Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. I can check it on YouTube too, so. Let's see. Nothing yet. Well, this is the first live podcast for the Breaking Wax Podcast. Um, I'm Don, the one and only, the only host as well. And uh, today I have Adam, or better known as Frankenstein, uh, or Frankenstein Cards. And, uh, Okay, so I had the other tab open and I could hear ourselves in there. So I'm going to close that tab. Um, so this is Adam. What's up, man? How are you doing? What's up, dude? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. Um, you know, when I got back into the hobby, I, I told the story on a different podcast. I uh, I wanted to open cards. There's no card shops near me. So I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I actually called um, Indie Card Exchange first and was like, I, I just called the shop. I was like, listen, this is a weird question. I Googled card shop. You guys popped up on the Google things. You guys are doing a great job advertising or doing whatever you're doing. But uh, how do I get into these breaks? I don't understand it, what it is. And I, don't, I used to remember the guy's name, but one of the guys at the shop explained it to me, how I can go on the website, buy a team, and do breaks. And I was hooked, um, I think in a good way. And then uh, somehow... I think he was doing the ice boxes maybe. And then he said they were going to be available on their website and then RBI crew sevens website. So then I went there to get a couple of the ice boxes as well. I don't know if he's done them in a while, but they went from like hundred dollar box to like slowly crept up there to the point where I was like, I can't do them anymore. But he did the, they're Jordan, awesome. the Jordan run not too long ago, the Jordan ice box. And those were like five, 600, I think maybe wow. like, there's two different levels. There was a lower level and then the higher level that was like five or six. Yeah. I'll never forget. Um, I saw a guy, I think there were a hundred bucks and a, a guy got a Luca, just a prism PSA 10. And I think I bought it from the guy at the time. This is how it was for like 75 bucks. Yeah. So I remember 2019 national uh, was my first ever national. I got back into the hobby around 2018 or 2000, actually no 2016, 2017. Because I remember pulling something in 2017 that's worth a lot of money now that I no longer have because I sold it for a fraction of what it's worth now. Uh, right. Story of everyone. <laughs> whoa, but whoa. Uh, I pulled the Red Contenders Optic out of 75, I think it was, Mahomes. Oh, wow. Rookie auto that I threw on the counter because it wasn't Cream Hunt, and I was mad about it. <laughs> I mean, at the time, Cream Hunt was like three times what Mahomes was selling for. So you right. can see why, like, I mean, I still sold it for like 600 that day, which the boxes back then were what, like a buck 50, 100 mm-hmm. bucks, 150. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to see the market now, but we were sold, we were buying Luca base prisms at the 19 national. Ryan was for like 50, 60 bucks and flipping them for like 65, 70 bucks within like a couple minutes. Right. It was crazy. And then now, then they like shot up to like what, like. I think the Picos were what, like a thousand at some point for a base card. I think a PSA <laughs> ten was like twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I remember it, it like happened in a week time span. So I, I had three PSA tens, and I was like, I I've never been on the Luca bandwagon. Um, I think he's a phenomenal player, but um, I just you know he was hurt a lot. He had the bad ankles mm-hmm. for a while. He's always like in shape and not always game shape when the season starts, and it's like. Luka, I'm just not on the I'm just not on the Luca bandwagon. I don't I don't think he's a great investment, even though people do. I think I know. I'm with. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I remember selling them for three hundred a piece and being like stoked. Like, I can't believe I just got a thousand bucks for these three Lucas. And then, uh, 
it was like the next week they're 1200 a piece and i was just like oh, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> like what is going on oh yeah i did that that happened with the uh oh i want to say it's 07 or 08 one of the two the tops chrome with uh kobe and luca or kobe lebron uh on it yep. regarding lebron and i had a psa 10 base of that that i bought the base raw graded it got a 10 um and then it was like 1900 at the time or so. So a local customer, he really wanted it. So I gave him a good deal on it. Um, and then like within a week, it shot up to like six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's a good friend. Like, I'm not going to be hard feelings. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just crazy how that just like shoots up like that sometimes because of manipulation and stuff. You just never know. And uh, I, I think a buddy of mine was buying those cards raw for like a dollar. <laughs> um, you know, and and then, base card, like yeah, and then he graded them, and I think he still. I actually talked to him the other day because I was like, "Do you still have all those?" He sent a bunch to get graded, but he didn't get any tens. They were all like eights and nines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll, still, I'll still take one or two, you know, just to have. No, oh, for sure. Um, I think the the bit. Uh, see, we. I don't think you and I were the first, but it was it was pretty close when we hit the orange ice Zion auto. It was, it was definitely like we were one of the first ones to hit one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was out of that was out of the stupid hanger pack, which was like twenty bucks. Hanger bangers, baby! It was crazy. <laughs> those those hangers were loaded though. Yeah, I remember ripping a couple of those. I remember finding a uh, actually like because like me and a bunch of the guys at the shop, we like to rip too, right? Right. Like it's not always we see someone like at least from our shop. At least we never go out buy stuff to resell in the shop. We don't do that. That's not our style. We would rather have kids buy it to get into the hobby because that's how the next generation of people get into the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there was three full displays at a Walmart in my local town in Wentzville. And uh, it was like before the whole thing got blew up and everything. And I think I bought a whole display and we, I think we ended up at the shop. Like I was just like, just give me like five bucks for gas and then just pay me whatever it is cost plus tax. And we'll just rip them. You know what I mean? Yeah, ended up having a rip party and it was a blast. <laughs> it was man, it was so that prism retail was loaded because I think the next day I ripped with Dave another um, yeah. hanger and I had a silver Zion in it. And yep. I was just like, what is going on? It took me because uh, like nineteen, I think nineteen prism like hobbies were what like four fifty when they came out, four hundred. Yep, yep. So like it wasn't even nothing like it is today. No, man, you, I ripped probably a close to $3,000 in prism between retail and hobby before even pulling one base Zion. Yep. I had the yep. worst luck. And my first Zion was a purple wave. And then I hit a silver also out of the same blaster. Oh, I remember that purple wave. That purple <laughs> wave was nasty. I, I ripped two hobby boxes and didn't get a single base jaw or base Zion in two yep. hobby boxes. And I was oh, like, I'm I done. I couldn't dodge a jaw. He kept coming out. But I was like, everyone, you know, I want Zion. <laughs> I see. I was opposite. I had a ton of Zion, but then I was going hard on the Jaws. Um, gosh, and it was nice grading them for like eight bucks. Those were the days, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Times changed real fast. I saw today. Um, it looked like there was like fifty dollar cards at PSA came up. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think it was if you were silver or above membership, they um, they had like a waiting room. So I just I didn't even try. I was like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I'm to the point now where, like, you mean, I try to justify everything off of, like, $100 or whatever, and, like, most of the stuff I'm buying is already graded, because I just yeah. don't want to deal with it anymore. I'll pay the yeah. extra money just to know that I'm getting what I'm getting. Right. Like, most of the stuff I'm buying, too, is mostly PC stuff these days and everything, so 
I don't know. I have, an, I have a problem with that. I need to slow down on the PC pickups. I've outgrown my two boxes. So that's my, that's my limit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely hard to, um, it's just so much stuff coming in and out. And like you said, I, I'm buying singles. I haven't really broke much. Um, just buying singles of guys I like. And then I hit Bowman Chrome really hard. Um, I didn't hit, I didn't even open a single box of draft. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just at that point now, like, you know, you got to make a decision what you want to do, like risk it on a box or just buy a single and grade it. And then, but even now it's like, how do you even grade it? Unless it's just an absolute banger. Um, yeah. The, the last like I've been trying to do my best at slowing down on breaking personal boxes, at least like I think with, uh, what was it? Was it, maybe it was a impeccable or immaculate. One of the two. I uh, bought into a bunch of breaks for like player breaks for Tatum and so because he has logo man and right. I know where all the logo man are and the guy who owns the majority of them doesn't want to sell them so <laughs> that's either hit one or you're not going to get one kind of thing. What do those go for? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, it's logo men are so tricky because it's just it's a logo man. <laughs> like there's no thousand bucks, you know. Like, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least, uh, yeah, especially when they first come out, like even yeah. guys you've never even heard of or a thousand bucks, like you said, is uh, that LeBron logo, man, that triple from Flawless, that's, that's going to. I'm going to run a break like, week, so if we pull that. Ooh. <laughs> well, me and Brandon talked about it, you know, the strategy behind trying to get one. Um, he was saying. Miami, probably. That is what he said. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I was trying to remember if we were talking on the phone or if that was last night. Um, but yeah, yeah the Miami Lakers are always going to be expensive because of the yeah. heritage they have and the history they have and all the hits they have and all this other stuff. Um, Cavaliers have some good rookies, yeah. you know, and they've had a couple of good guys. So I think Cavs and Heat are probably going to be the two best options when it comes to buying. So for that. So so let's say you're doing the break and you hit the card. How are you going to decide who gets it? Oh, I didn't do it random. Random that no. Like, I mean, I've I've done some stupid stuff in my life, but I'm not that stupid. (laughs) Were were you the one that did the break? I know it came from RBI Crew Seven. Was that an individual box, or was that one of your breaks, the Mahomes? uh, Oh, that was me. That was you. Yeah. So it was uh, Ryan bought into. We do serial number fillers a lot for high end stuff like that because everything's serial numbered. So it just makes it a little easier, and plus you get a chance at hitting everything from every team. If right. that makes sense, so I think it's a better way to do it than just going. We have four teams left, ten spots, so much money a spot. You may get a team, you may not. You right. know, at least this way you get to enjoy the break and have a shot at hitting something during the break. Yeah, and so hopefully never a, comes up. Yeah, we did a serial number filler for that one, and Ryan got spot two or spot one. I think it's spot two, and then that was for the. I want to say that was for the Patriots, and okay. then. Brain, our uh, buddy Brian, he owned the Chiefs in the break. So Brian hit it, got the Chiefs. Ryan got it. Or what was it? No, the Chiefs were in the filler. That's what it was. Brian had spot one. Ryan bought the Patriots outright because he was chasing Stidham's at the time. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was on the bandwagon too. Can't, can't talk no crap about that. Um, but um, we pulled it. He had number two. Ryan did. So when we pulled it, it was one of two. So Brian owned the other half. If it was two of two, Ryan would have owned the whole thing and never had to bought Ryan out. Wow. So we joke about that all the time at the shop now. <laughs> that was a crazy card. But that so 
So then what do you do then if so, if you hit that card in a break with the three teams? I'm going to tell the three that we'll get a group message together and, like, figure it out. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like, say Ryan does buy the Lakers, I have a good feeling and a hunch that he's going to offer a lot of money to the other two to buy him out because right. you don't know. He has, like, a couple hundred or over a hundred, I think, different Cav LeBron autos, not including other LeBron cards. Yep. Like, the dude has some crazy stuff. So he's like one of the biggest LeBron collectors I've ever met. Or no. I think it's going to be tough. Um, are you familiar with Shine? Yeah, I saw the offer. You saw what he That's going to be a hard he offer. He did the same with the Zion logo man last year. Yeah. Because that's, I saw someone offered 300000 already. Um, that's a terrible uh, offer. No, if I know who you're talking about. I know the kid. Right. Uh, that's such a low ball offer. It's insulting almost to the community. What do you think, what do you think a card like that's going to go for? I mean, it's more than double what he offered. Definitely more yeah. than 600, I think. I mean, it's probably pushing million, million plus, if I had to guess. I don't know. I, I, I think over a million, too. You know, it's so hard to gauge things now because we had that boom and then things came down. I mean, we've even never had a, there's never been a LeBron card like it. Never. So, right? that, no. That is the one to have. Yeah. For sure. Especially in the modern card, that is going to be the LeBron to have. And I, it's just hard to gauge when, like, a, I think it was a Anthony Davis rookie logo, man, sold for 1.5. So, I'm like, eh, the LeBron should blow that out of the water, I would think. Easily. So, Easily. I, I mean, I feel like that's something if someone gets it and they put it at golden, I would negotiate. Like, no, you guys can have 1% of the sale and I'm going to take the rest. So, you mm -hmm. figure it out. I've never used any kind of auction house. I use a, a co-signer that we all know at the shop, but that's about it sometimes. That's just because yeah. I'm, you know, I don't have the time to do some, most of the time to list cards or I'm too lazy, so I just send it to him. <laughs> nice. I need to look into that. I'm tired of dealing with cards. Yeah, right? It's a lot. Yeah, and it you know, is. Getting them all saved, get the listing built, put the photos in, sketch, strategically schedule the times for ending the auctions, all this other stuff. I, I must have took 100 photos on Sunday, and I didn't list a single thing on eBay. <laughs> I can't tell you how many scans of cards I have in my computer that are just sitting in boxes at different places between my house and my in the shop that right, right. I have an issue of, like, ripping, not getting around to listing stuff. But I had a big issue with it, and then just putting it in, like, two rows, three rows, four rows, five rows, and then it just sits there forever. I just found uh, three Holiday Otani rookies, uh, Trout, uh wow like short short super short print and like some other just random stuff the other day just looking through a box that i had at my house <laughs> i didn't even know i had <laughs> it, it happens it happens i mean that's the same with me i was looking through stuff and i was like holy cow look at how much wander i have just sitting here. yeah um man i i missed your your bowman best break too you hit a, ba a banger out of that one that wandered that was a 20 orange break. yeah i think the that's orange is probably pretty solid i don't know i don't know a lot of stickball I have like yeah. a couple baseball cards, mostly like Yadier Molina and Cardinal stuff. I do uh like I'm a collector before anything else. Like I got into the hobby as a collector. I started collecting with my dad, building sets and stuff. So like I'm still a collector, you know? Right. So like I have these weird things that I do where it's like Cardinals. I like buying red ink Cardinals autos because I feel like they just look good because of the red ink and the red uniform. You know what I mean? I gotcha, yeah. So I do weird things like that. <laughs> so you so you've always been involved in the hobby since you were a kid? Yeah. For the most part. You ever, did you take any breaks in between like most people or have you just been consistent? Probably like 
so like me and my dad hit it really hard. We went to shows all the time in St. Louis and stuff and built a lot of sets. And uh, one of our biggest ones, I think, would have been uh, maybe like 04 Upper Deck Hall of Famers or something like that. Uh, we used to go to the local mall and just buy boxes and rip them there in the car right after we got out of the mall. Uh, but, I mean, it was probably from probably good, like 12, 13, 14 years I took a break from. And then kind of right. got in like 2000. 15 2016 a little bit um Ray, ryan rbi crew seven the owner is actually brothers with one of my friends from high school reese who we used to party and drink with all the time back when i was like 2021 20, so i've known ryan for over a decade and he kind of okay. get me back into it and stuff like that so how did that uh relationship start you just he had a card shop and you were like hey i know you oh uh, we were at his parents house drinking one night me and him, me and his brother and some of our friends and i went out back to uh put a dip in and i wanted to chill outside because it was a nice cool winter night and i like the cold uh so put a dip in and i'm sitting on the back patio and he comes out and we we're just talking <laughs> that's when i met ryan that's cool that's cool <laughs> so are you are you working at rbi full-time or is it just a, yeah. a part-time gig oh you are full-time yeah i work full-time there i quit my job to work there and help them out um I pretty much daily basis, I look over cards for grading. Uh, recently, I've been kind of going through our back inventory, pulling stuff out, like rookies, half-price rookie bargain box stuff, finding all that stuff and getting it out on the floor to sell. Uh, I also kind of manage our back stock of inventory and all that stuff of organization and trying to get the shelves stocked and trying to figure out where we're storing all the product and all this other stuff. So it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot. And then, and you're still doing breaks, what, once or twice a week? Twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, because those are release days. So it's probably the – to when, I, when we were starting this in 2019, I was like, it's probably the best days to do it is Wednesdays and Fridays, but I'm going to take this seriously. Yeah. And that's always like in whatever product releases for the week, or sometimes you, you do like a like – a, Sometimes a I backtrack. Yeah. Or the product's been moving really well in the shop, and like there's no releases like this week – it was Mosaic Choice, I think, and that was it. So we did the Bowman Best on Wednesday because that's a product that's very affordable compared to other products these days. Yeah. Uh, you can get really nice stuff out of it, uh, and the teams aren't that expensive. I think the most expensive no. team is the cost of a hobby box, you know? Exactly. So, so you know, yeah, it's all not... trying to strategize the kind of stuff that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think, um, and I like the team breaks personally, um, if I'm going for someone, because for me, it's like you get that team, if you're only going for one player at a fraction of the cost, and then you get a chance mm -hmm. to 12 boxes instead of one box and you get three pitcher autos and you're throwing them all over the place. Well, at least I am. So This is why I don't like, I feel like with baseball, I always hit just pitcher autos and stuff. So I just don't yeah. even like it anymore. Cause I'm like, I'll just, I'll just do basketball, football, and you just put it in a box and forget about it. You never know. Jared Vanderbilt has been having a pretty decent season. And like, I bet you a hundred bucks. You can go in a card shop, a local card shop right now and find stuff in the dime bins. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm mean? sure. Like there's, there's players that you can always bull bull or uh, who was it? Uh, Mo Bamba last night going off. You know what I mean? I bet I still yep. got a mic and I could go in a box and find a bunch of Mobamba probably. Oh, easily for cheap. <laughs> Even graded stuff, I'm sure. Um, I actually have some slabs right here somewhere. I'm an Orlando Magic fan, so 
Um, and he's been a huge disappointment. I, I'm so I'm so bitter about him only because that was the year um, if we would have not won our last home game, we would have had the better odds of getting a top three pick or, or it was definitely a top three pick. But then like idiots, we won our last home game for reasons I have no idea. And then we dropped in the draft. And instead of getting Luca or Trey, we got Mo Bamba. So, yep. What are you going to do? <laughs> so that's just um, life. I feel like with my team, we're always picking in the bottom half. And that's a blessing because that means we're always in contention. But it's also like, dang, but we found some gems in the draft for sure. You know, Robert Williams, I was buying his stuff back in 2018 when it was pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Um, I think Peyton Pritchard's going to be really good for us in the future. Uh, you know, there's guys like that that you can find, basketball teams can find in the late round that turn out to be superstars or really good role players. So what I, I know you like Tatum, but you think he's the guy? I think he's the guy in, for the future in the Celtics. I think Jalen Brown's a really good player. There's right. not dissing Jalen Brown at all. I really like watching him play too. But for me at least, I feel like just I feel like it's hard to put into words. I don't uh I feel like Tatum's the more complete player. Yeah. Of from I, ball I, handling, I, making plays for other players, scoring, defensive. Really, I mean, everything. I think he's just a better all-around player. Right. I mean, he can shoot it from anywhere on the floor. And what, what is he, 6'10", right? He um, was 6'9", coming into the league. And I think he shot up to 6'11", between year two and three. Right. And I, I like Tatum a lot, too. I just um, – my buddy's a diehard Boston everything fan. Um, and I'll never forget that playoff game where he went up to dunk it and got blocked. And my buddy was like – he was immediately off the Tatum bandwagon. He's like, that would, I just, you know, he was angry in the moment, but I'll just never forget. Cause he was like, Kobe, that wouldn't have happened to Kobe. That wouldn't have happened to Jordan. That wouldn't have happened to all these people. He's like, how do you get a damn dunk block for the game winner? And I was just like, dude, it that was playoff bubble against Miami. Bam yep. Adebayo. Yeah. Yep. To be fair, Bam Adebayo is one of the better defensive centers. I feel like in the league. So yeah, 100%, 100%. But, you know, I just – I remember him saying that. And I was like, man, I really like Tatum. I don't think you should uh, write him off just yet based off of that, you know. I mean, he would have um, been – Tatum would have been like 22 in the bubble. Yep. That's what people don't realize. Like, he's not even 24 yet, I don't think. And he's still 23. Like, yeah, didn't, didn't Ainge say they were going to get him anyways? They were going to take him regardless. Like, if they would have had the number one pick, it wasn't oh, yeah. default. It was going to be Tatum, right? Yeah, he was uh, pick three that year. Number one pick was Markel Fultz. Yeah, what are they doing in Philly? Like, <laughs> what the heck is going on there? Dude, did you see uh, – there was an offer apparently from uh, – who was it? The Kings. Um, Kings sent an offer of for two first-round picks, Buddy Heald, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and um, – dang it, another good three-point shooter. And two first-round picks? And two first-round picks for Simmons, Eibel, for- and uh, Tobias Harris. And they turned that down? They said they weren't even close. How? Well, they're never going to get rid of him, then. He's just going to I don't think they want to at that point. Is it just and he doesn't want to play, so I just think Ben Simmons is just a dead body sitting in the league, unfortunately. he I, I know he came out and said he didn't care what happened. He wasn't playing for the Sixers, no matter yeah. what. He was ready to sit. So, Which, that's a, that's a whole – like – that bad advice from Rich Paul, like I don't, I don't understand that either. How did, how does he become more valuable by not playing at all? I don't think that it's necessarily 
Ben Simmons thinking that he's more valuable. I think the Sixers just have such a high freaking price tag on the guy that he thinks that he's right. that now. But what I, yeah, but what I'm saying is like if you're Ben Simmons, right? Like I don't I don't see how sitting is the answer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I, what what other team would want him? I'm sure LeBron would take him. Uh, I heard I heard rumors of the Celtics wanting him, and I was like really thinking about if that happened, just stop being a fan of the Celtics. I do not like Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, if you want a six nine point guard, that's yeah, that doesn't shoot guard. ever. It doesn't shoot, yeah. <laughs> but that, but, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on in Philly because uh, Ben Simmons shot the three in high school, shot free throws just fine. Um, he didn't shoot that much in college because he didn't need to. So then I don't know what happened between that transition of him being an amateur and turning pro where he doesn't shoot now. And then, you know, it's the same thing with Fultz. Remember Fultz had the shoulder thing that they kept saying, but he like forgot how to shoot a basketball. What's in the water in Philly? Holy smokes. I don't get it. Something is, but then I mean, you say that, but then like Embiid puts up 50 something point nights. So I don't know if it's more of the people in Philly or more of certain players, coaches, personal coaches, and personal trainers. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, trust the process, I guess. What the heck? Yeah, right. And be there it is. <laughs> uh, like, like, and I like, uh, like one of the big reasons why I like Tatum too is because he has Drew Hamlin as his coach, yeah, and uh, personal trainer, and he has Brad Beal, him, Zach Levine. Like the cast under Drew Hamlin is. Insane. I'm I'm a big uh, Brad Beal fan. Um, I know he's from that area, but I'm a I'm a Florida Gator fan, so I'm a huge Beal fan. I would love for him to get out of Washington. I, think, I wish the Magic would just offer everything for him, but they. I'll won't. go on record real quick here. I think he becomes a Celtic next year. Do you really? Yeah, I think this way he can opt out of his contract, and I think the Celtics have enough cap space to clear space for him and to uh, go out and sign him without trading any pieces away. I just got these crazy recently. Oh wow, that's cool. I have a, a Brad Beal rookie card upstairs somewhere. We went to a Wizards game his rookie year, and he's yeah. My little Donnie was wearing all Gator stuff, and he's the only person he came to to sign something for. So. That's awesome. I only got one rookie right now, just a base silhouette, but it's my dude. I mean, yeah. St. Louis. I mean, if anyone follows me that's watching the podcast or whatever, they should know that I'm all about the St. Louis. <laughs> So did you you grew up in St. Louis as yeah. well? Yep. So how do you end up a Celtics and a Steelers fan? Uh, I didn't watch the NFL until six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I started watching like Big Ben just instantly kind of drew me towards him. Uh, the Killer Bees at the time, you know, Ryan Chazier, Cam Hayward. Then I started researching the history of the team and everything and just I felt like it was my fit, you know, my team. And as far as the Celtics go, my dad played basketball in uh, Festus, Missouri, and actually still owns the high. He went to, he was born in 52, so he graduated probably in 70 high school. Right. Still owns the rebounding record for a single game. Wow. Down there. It's something He's insane. Tall. 50 something. He's like six foot. My dad's six, six now. And what, how tall are you? Six, nine. Wow. You didn't play ball? No, I played uh, ice hockey, baseball, wrestled for one year, and uh, did strongman after everything recently here. That's about it. So you were, you were that dude at school that the coach was like, 
Is this going to be the year, Adam? Or are you coming out to play? Never once in high school did I ever get asked to play basketball. And really? I was in my class. Really? I tried out for the high school baseball team. The coach had already uh, picked his team. And in doing so, when I tried out, the players didn't like me. So they were, I was playing first base at the time, and they kept throwing every ball into the dirt, throwing every ball in the dirt, every time field, try out, into the dirt. And I scooped every one of them. Didn't make the team. The other guy who was trying out, who was already locked for the team, every ball right to his chest every time. I'm not saying yeah, the- not saying I should have been on it. He shouldn't because that's just – it's whatever. You know, I don't like living like that. And what if this and that? No, it's just whatever. Right. Uh, but, like, every one of those players that he picked, especially the guy who was competing with me at first base, got kicked off the team that year for drug abuse and everything else. Yeah, the so be, being in the military, moving around a lot. I I grew up in a smaller town, so I never saw the the high school sports politics between the parents, the coaches. But since being an adult and having teenage kids, and like my sons mm-hmm. played basketball, football, baseball, like the politics of it, especially being the new kid moving, is tough. Those parents influence so much. Um, Very, like, a lot of these high school coaches have known these kids since they were six yep. and eight years old you know what i mean and they have their mindset that they want them on their team they don't care who else comes in which yep. kind of sucks for those high school teams because they're missing out on a lot of talent because of this you know yep yep it's uh it's crazy the politics and the and just how people are um kind of sad like the parents are sometimes worse than the kids are um but uh, back to the steelers though uh, so you got to see big ben's last game that had to have been cool um it was a last <laughs> how uh how insane is Mahomes in real life I haven't seen him yet in, in the game yet there's three things I took away from the Chiefs being that close because I bought those tickets right at first row in the end zone Mahomes is really freaking good <laughs> everyone knew that already but in person it's just more impressive his right. pre-game he's out there having fun but he's also taking it very very seriously and all this other stuff a lot of players some players don't do that some players just go out and goof around and come out and play but uh that dude was didn't look at one fan that was yelling his name. He was that focused in. Locked in. It was crazy. Uh, Tyreek Hill is one of the most jacked players in the NFL. I am now declaring that. I'm not even a Chiefs fan. I hate the Chiefs. But that guy is jacked. You wouldn't watch him TV, but it's he's massive. And then the exact opposite for Travis Kelsey. (laughs) I thought he was going to be a lot more built. He was very just kind of tall and lanky. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of slimmed down a little. I mean, he looks like it. He looked very slim to me, at least. Being a 300-pound guy myself, like, he looked pretty slim to me. (laughs) No, I think think so. I think he's um, slimmed down a bit, too. I know he shaved the beard, but besides that, I I feel like he's slimmed down some, too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you say that, too, because I'm I'm 6'5", probably like 265 on a good day. And I remember when we – the Jags signed Malik Jackson – um, he came to this bowling event at the Navy base and I'm, <clears throat> I'm not in the Navy, but, uh, I'm in the Coast Guard, but yeah. anyway, so I met him and I was talking to him and I shook his hand and I was like, damn, dude, you need to eat a sandwich. I'm like, I'm in the Coast Guard and I'm bigger than you are. Like, like we've been doing this off season. What's going on? He was like, who, who is this guy? And I was like, dude, what is going on? I, I should send you the picture. I'm like, clearly like a lot bigger than him and taller. I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. We had one That's of those how this works. 19 national. We hopped in the elevator at the hotel we were staying. It was me, Ryan, and Neil from the shop. 
and Andre Dawson hopped in the elevator with us. Wow. And my Ryan was like, dude, I thought Andre Dawson was a big guy. I've met him in the past. He's like, you made him look like he was a freaking kid. <laughs> I was like, so now every time I hear Andre Dawson, I'm like, oh, he's small. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's weird uh, meeting people when they're bigger or taller than you. Um, oh, it, I think I can count on one hand the amount of people that I either know or have met in my life that are taller than me. One of them is shout out. No free plugs, but I'm giving one here. Uh, six ten yeah. sports cards, Justin. If you don't know six ten sports cards, he's six foot ten uh, <laughs> and just bearded. One of the best dudes in the hobby. I love that dude. Did he play basketball or another guy? I think Justin did in college. I think Justin did he? played a little bit, and uh, I don't know if he did pro or not. I can't remember. So I went to this. Uh, it was like this Adidas. I don't remember if it was top one hundred, but I went to this Adidas uh, basketball camp, and when I was a freshman. And artist Gilmore, his son, was on the team too. And um, and I, I played pretty good because artist Gilmore came up to me and shook my hand. I'll just never forget his hand just engulfed my hand. And I just remember yeah. looking up at him going, that's how big people are in the NBA. This is going to be a problem. Like, yeah. My dad went to one NBA games because he had hopes of like playing in the NBA and this and that. He said he went to one game that close saw how fast they were moving, how high they were jumping and all this other stuff and said, I'll never make the NBA. And his NBA dreams died the first time he went to an NBA game. <laughs> I So I had, I didn't, I didn't think I was like good enough to play in the NBA. I always had hopes of like playing basketball for a living when I was a kid. And uh, in high school, I was all right. And, I, and again, at this other camp I was at, um, they bring this guy out. He shoots for like 30 minutes. I mean, from everywhere on the court, it looked like a, a Steph Curry like pregame warm up routine. I mean, like this guy didn't miss a shot for 30 minutes, just drilling shots yeah. from everywhere. And I'll never forget at the beginning of the camp, they're like, "Hey, does anybody recognize this name?" And I don't remember the guy's name. No one raised their hand. Nobody knew who he was. And then afterwards, they're like, "Remember the guy we asked you about?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "That was him." And we we're like, "Who is that guy?" Like, he evidently sat on the Bulls bench for two years, played three minutes in two seasons, and that was it. And that was the first time it was like a huge reality check for me. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that now. Like, what just happened? Like, they yeah. just shot the lights out for 30 minutes straight. It's professional athletes, I think. The amount of work they put in, the amount of effort and dedication they put into honing their craft is just insane. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Um, speaking of that, I hope the Jags can find the right coach and – for the love of God, get some O-line help for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a good QB. I do, too. I, I just think uh, Urban Meyer's a shit human being. and <laughs> I, like, when I, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, you know, a lot of the times, like, for years, I've always told people, like, when people were like, Allen Iverson sucks or this and that. And I'm like, well, you don't know how they are as people. You just know how the media portrays them or if you're yep. judging like these one or two small incidents or things that happen and then you're calling them a piece of shit. And I don't think it's fair. Uh, Urban Meyer, I think is a piece of shit. And I think it's fair. So <laughs> I think it's pretty well documented and not only yeah. media, but public photos and public videos that it is fair. <laughs> Did you see, so I don't know how I missed this this season. Did you see the video of him doing the interview on the yacht and the guys taking a bong rip behind them? No. <laughs> so this video, he's doing an interview. This guy's like doing a bong rip and like dancing around in the background. And Urban Meyer's like, cut it off. Stop it. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like lipping it the whole time. And I'm like, holy crap. How did I miss this? 
why didn't they fire him over this? You know what I mean? Like that, and that was before any of the other stuff. That's crazy. I thought it, he was a horrible hire. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was like, oh, it's gonna. It could be interesting. You know, Urban Meyer, one of the better college coaches, but we've seen in the past college coaches don't translate well a lot of times to the NFL. No, no, they only translate if they've been on staff for a long time, and you forget they were college coaches. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the only the only thing it did good for me was hopefully the Jags come down a little bit when prison breaks next month or this month. Um, I'm hoping, anyways. So, no, right now, believe. for me, they've been about the same price as like Bears, uh, Jets. Yeah. Those three. Uh, Niners are a little above because they have Elijah Mitchell and uh, Trey Lance. Yep. So they got a little more bang for the buck. I know Etienne is with the Jags, but he didn't play all year. So his price is kind of bottomed out right now. Right. Uh, the Patriots, of course, are like the most expensive team. <laughs> so what do you think? You, do you think Mac Jones is the guy? I mean, I think anyone that can throw the ball accurately and anyone that can manage the clock and manage the team and the possession in that offense is going to excel. Yeah, I, I like them. They get like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's a um, go out and win the game for you, but I think, like you said, um, if he manages the game well, Hits the open guys, which is a lot harder than you would think. Um, Then, yeah, he'll be very successful. Um, I don't, I just, I don't feel like he has like the it factor. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's a good leader. I think he has the arm talent to get the job done. I don't think he's that player that you're going to look at and go, oh, wow. You know what I mean? But Patriots fans are, I'm going to get a lot of hate from this too, probably, but Patriots fans are crazy, just like Cowboys fans. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is true. I'm trying to think who who was good this year. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow's been great. Um, who are they playing this week? Uh, I think they're playing Tennessee, and they get a little. In my, I know we said we don't talk about a lot of this stuff, but like in my opinion, they pass the ball so well. I mean, they're in my division. Like I watch, I play them twice. I've watched a lot of Bengals games this year, right. uh, and um, they pass the ball so well. And Tennessee has one of the worst pass defenses in the league that. As long as the Bengals can somewhat manage, not even stop, just manage Derrick Henry, I think it's going to be a tough task for the Titans. I really do. Derrick, Derrick Henry's nickname should be Frankenstein. You want to talk about a, a massive human being? <laughs> he ain't that big. <laughs> dude, he, that dude's a what is it? Brick shit house? Shit brick house? Whatever brick. Oh, uh, he's built like a shit brick house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's massive. Um, yeah, I think, but I think he, again, though, he's not going to win the games for you. Um, I I think you just have to contain him the best you can. Who cares if he gets 200 yards or two touchdowns, but you just got to, and Julio's not doing much. I don't even know if Julio's playing. Julio's been hobbled all year. And I mean, I love AJ Brown. He's one of my favorites receivers to watch right now. And I mean, I had him on my dynasty team, but I traded him away. But like the guy's just good. Yeah, I might still have on my dynasty team. I don't remember. I'd have to look. I'm trying, to, trying to think. Yeah, and I and I don't know what Jamar Chase is doing at this point. Like last week, I'm like, you know, they're throwing it to him, right? Like I'm a Raiders fan too, so I yeah. I grew up a Raiders fan because um, of Bo Jackson as a kid. We moved to Florida um, when I was in middle school, so then you know I always root for the home team. I'm starting to slowly become more of a Jags fan than anything yeah. else. But like you know. Raiders are in the playoffs. I put my hoodie on last week. I'm like, let's go. 
I'm like, hey, we're they're throwing it to him. You guys know that, right? Like, they need three yards. Why are we not pressing him off the line? Why are we giving him space or a cushion? Like, it was it was pretty bad last week. They the Raiders had a chance to win that game and blew it. Oh yeah. So I thought the Raiders were upset, but the Bengals proved me wrong. They're good. Yeah. I think the Bengals are going to win. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Titans. I think Bengals beat the Titans, and I think the other upset of the weekend is um, the other AFC matchup. I think Bills beat the Chiefs. You think the Bills beat the Bills Chiefs? Bills looked the last week, man. They looked dangerous. I, I hope you're right, because I just traded today for a, a PSA 10 Josh Allen field-level select rookie card. Nice. So I hope you're. I hope you're right. <laughs> I got a PSA nine red, white, and blue, which is really cool prism that year because it's like team color, yep. you know, uh, yep. up on eBay, and like haven't gotten a good offer on it. <laughs> That's kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I thought I would. I mean, I have it. Like, I think I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you want you want to hear something crazy? So I bought that uh, gold first edition Anthony Volpe from you. I don't know if you remember. Yep. Right. So yeah. I bought it from. I bought it. From, I bought it from you for like 50 bucks. I yep. think I won it on eBay and was like, hey, do you want to just. Yeah, you were like, just cancel it and just ship it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I sent it to BGS. It got a, a 10, a pristine. Um, I put it in a repack. Like, so there's no comps for it. I put it in like a two or $300 repack. Yeah. This, this kid gets it and I, I completely forgot about it. And like two months ago, I remembered who it was and I messaged him. I'm like, please tell me you kept that card like I told you to. He was like, I traded it away for something stupid. And the guy's got it on eBay for $5,000 now. I was like, oh. I guess Volpe's getting hot. Yeah, he's number one on the Yankees prospect list. So I think I got a, uh, you know, like the Penny Stars and Stripes product? Yep. I really enjoy that product because it's like cheap. But yep. there's nasty stuff that comes out of it. Like I think Nasty it's patches. Really fun product. And I'm yeah. pretty sure I have like a Volpe out of like 20 or something like that patch on. I think I have, um, <laughs> oh, like right here, I got one. Um, nope, this is extra edition. Never mind. Another cheap product, though. Like this is a Kalenic. Uh, yeah, so sick. And you get what? And think in extra edition, you get eight to 10 autos plus like two or every three pack per, yeah. per box. Like it's every pack is like two or three autos. And yeah, a lot of them to five. Like, it's people, you know, you don't have to buy the really expensive wax to break and all that to have fun opening a product. <laughs> yeah, people always hate on the Panini, the non-licensed stuff, but like the um, the more expensive stuff, the NT, the Flawless, the Immaculate, does pretty well. Um, and then especially you can get a rookie RPA of one of those. And then if the guy plays good, those actually resell for a lot of money. They do very um, well. As, as much as people hate on them, they do sell for a lot of money. So, so I think... Is it in this box? Maybe I have a. I did a box of NT baseball this year. Like I said, I don't do a ton of stickball, but every once in a while, I like to have some fun. When especially when I'm hanging out on Ryan, because Ryan right. likes baseball and he's a good influence on me, I guess you can say. But uh, this is four of ten, so it's jersey number. But uh, Lou Gehrig. Yeah. So that yeah, those are nasty. And it's hard to see, but like right there, there's a little bit of the pinstripe in there. But still, Jersey That's number, awesome. and it's like four hundred dollars, three fifty, four hundred dollars card. I'm pretty sure, could be wrong, but being Jersey number, I think it goes up like that, and like out of out of a box, you know, that wasn't that expensive. And I do stupid stuff like this where it says Clayton, Missouri. It's a Harry Carey cut, but since it has Missouri, oh, that's on, a cool card. He's from Missouri. I hate I hate the yep. Cubs with passion, but being 
Clayton, Missouri. I just think it's cool. Again, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you going to national? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll be there with the shop. I think okay. we're bringing a whole truckload of people up with us this time. <laughs> cool. That'd be cool. I th- I'm trying to convince uh, Brandon and a couple guys to go. I was like, it doesn't have to be about the card show. I'm like, it's in Atlantic City, so there's plenty to do. I told Brandon I was coming on the podcast today, and he said he's gonna have to listen to it. So Brandon, when you hear this, you better be there, dude. I'll hunt you down. Think I won't. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll succumb to the peer pressure. Oh, we'll get sure. him. We'll get yeah. Brandon going. <laughs> so I told I was giving him all kinds of options yesterday. I'm like. Maybe we can go to baseball game. I'm like, there's all kinds of stuff we could do. We don't have to hang out in Jersey or at the casino. So, oh yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, you're not too far away. I would assume to New York, probably even like Philadelphia isn't too far yeah. along or something like that. Philly's sort. right there. Philly's, yeah. I think Philly's closer than New York City is. Yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do, historical or sports related or whatever. Does um. Do you guys have a lot of Jordan rookies at the shop? No. So that's the one thing I'm on the hunt for at Nationals. Is I just Ryan I, usually I, has I, a couple in his case at the National, but right. he usually kind of buys them and sets them back for the National. He doesn't usually okay. the shop. Yeah, I just I've noted there's a big difference, and this is like the only thing I've noticed is that the eBay prices are a lot higher. I think because it's shill bidding. Than the prices I've seen at the card shows, but I just haven't had a chance to like historically speaking, at least like this is what I've noticed the last several nationals and like just me being a hobby for a while is around national time is when Jordan's kind of peak. Okay, and I should be looking now. The national to come, you know, they want Jordans, they want that's a popular card, that's what people are looking for. So they seem to like to me at least I could be wrong, but they seem like they peak around the national. Okay. So if you get one, you might be paying a premium. But then again, like the way that stuff's going, it just hasn't really calmed down much. It just keeps going. You know, the yeah. tree, it's not the shill bitted ones. But yeah, I think the move for me is I got this um, Bowman uh, Brady PSA nine rookie. So I think if they win or as soon as the season their season ends, which it might be this weekend, um, I might try to trade it for. I really hope it's not this weekend. I hate Tom Brady, but I hate the Rams more after what they did to St. Louis. So as far as I'm yeah. concerned, Rams can pardon my language on this live stream and this podcast, they can burn in hell. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Tom, Neil, if you're listening to this, you hear this first. I'm a Tom Brady fan this weekend. I never thought I'd say that in my life. So I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've hated Tom Brady for years because of the tuck roll thing. That, yeah. To me, that was like the biggest load of crap ever as a Raiders fan because that you know, that's the game they beat us because of the tuck rule. And, uh, but I'm, I've slowly come around to that. He might be the greatest sports player. I don't know athlete, but at least the greatest, you know, football player. Know. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So and, I, I've come around to that. I was one of the ones that thought it was Belichick and not Brady because I was, hating I did him. too. No. Oh, I did too. When he threw that pick six to end his last game in the Patriots, I was like, good. Show yeah. everybody he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he was not a Tampa and just like Jesus destroyed everybody. <laughs> I mean, he threw for five thousand yards this year. Like I don't. It's hard to hate on him. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could still hate on him if you wanted yeah. to. I mean, but I, I think he caused me a lot of pain over the years. So you know, yeah. like I'm gonna hate on him, but I respect him. It's like the same yeah. thing with Ron. Like I hate on him because I like giving Ryan crap, but 
I respect the guy. I think he's top three of all time, you know? Yeah, me too. Uh, it's always like, and I've talked about this before. It's always going to be Jordan for me because I grew up watching Jordan. Uh, I saw Jordan play. I think the difference for me, and and you could even say Kobe, maybe Kobe definitely leans more this way, like towards the Jordan than LeBron does. I think the difference is if Jordan had the ball in his hands, you never thought the Bulls were going to lose. No. Like they, they could have been down by 20 to start the fourth quarter. You're like, eh, they got this. Yeah. Uh, with LeBron, I don't get that same feeling of like they're not going to lose, um, especially because they've been losing. Now, granted, he is 50 years old or whatever he is, but like, yeah, I think that's the difference. Just career-wise, you never felt that way about watching LeBron that they were going to win because LeBron was on the team, even though he was doing everything. Well, no, I mean, I looking back at it, like I wish I would have enjoyed his prime a lot more than what I did. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but, I mean, he's – one of the most dominant basketball players of all time. There's no question about it. And I think that he gets like, I like what Ryan taught me at least is I like to look off the court just as much yep. as on the court. He's a really good family dude off the court from what you can tell. I can't see behind the closed door, so I don't know what's really going on, but from what I can right. tell, he's a very good family dude cares about his family and wants to provide for his family. And I feel like those players are some of the best players to play the game. Kobe, same way. You know, Shaq, same way. Like, I hate to say this because I don't want to put Tatum in this category, but Tatum's the same way with Deuce and his mom. His mom lives next door to him in Boston in the apartment cap building. You know, he oh, bought wow. him the building the building next door so she could live right there because he wanted her close to him. Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing that actually. Yeah. And then she even said it at draft like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be in Boston. Yeah. yeah like, so. so, like, you know, I base a lot of my maybe prospecting, I guess, in basketball, right? Based upon not only on the court performance, but off the court issues and what happens off the court too. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's been uh squeaky clean to say the least. I mean, he's done so much for the city of like uh, Cleveland and Akron and provides for all those kids with the scholarship and the school that he built and all that other stuff that it's really hard to hate on a man that does that much good. Yeah, I agree. And I'm and I'm in the opposite of a lot of people where I, I think that, uh, you know, the country and I, I don't want to get into politics, but the country's been so divided about stuff um, and everyone feels like they have a right to say whatever they want and express their opinions. Yeah, I think it's wrong that people think that these athletes don't have a right to say something or right. shouldn't or shouldn't have an opinion. And I'm like, no, I, I actually like it. You know, I, I think it's good for them to express how they feel and yeah. what they think is good or bad. You know, it just lets us know that they're humans just like we are. Um, yeah. I, I'd rather him be the way he is and be like Jordan. What did Jordan say in that documentary? Uh, Republicans and Democrats buy sneakers too. Yeah. No, he doesn't right. care which ones. He's he's wanting to sell sneakers. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all it came down to for Jordan. You know, yeah. and I think I think that is a big thing going on in the country, at least, is that everyone wants to speak their mind, but no one wants to listen to each other. Nobody yeah. wants to listen. And I think that's a huge. Not, like I said, not trying to get deep into politics here, but that's probably the biggest thing wrong with the country right now. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, yep. No. Yeah. No. I think you're <laughs> right. People, it's like uh, just. Everybody wants to be heard, but nobody wants to listen. Um, yeah. It falls on deaf ears. Like, you can't even make a point or – yeah. I mean, so me, me and my oldest son, we go round and round about stuff, and I'm just like, dude, you don't even want to hear what I'm saying. 
So, and it's hard to have a conversation if the other person doesn't want to acknowledge what's going on. So, oh yeah, so, For sure. yeah, it's crazy these days. No one wants to. Then it's like we were talking about earlier with say drama and the hobby and stuff like that. Is everyone's like, oh, we can't forget this, and then a week and a half later, it's poof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we talked about before we went live, um, all the stuff that happened last week. Like we don't have to mention it, right? If no. you're just on Instagram, all the stuff that happened last week has already been forgotten. Yeah. Um, and then today and yesterday and last probably week probably gonna be forgotten by next week. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I think it will be hobby wise, but I think yeah, the, personal like people who are involved in it aren't going to be forgetting about it. But as far yeah, as the hobby goes. I think the groups, everything, um, that's going to affect a lot of people. Uh, so the thing that I've been seeing in messages and stuff, and it's all speculation, is that I've seen it's anywhere from 60,000 cards up to 100,000 cards. And that that PSA bill is like over a million dollars. But like I said, it's all speculation. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't know too much about it. I've personally no offense to anyone else i've just been busy i don't have time to like look into this yeah. stuff anymore unless i'm involved in it i try not to be you know yeah yeah exactly. i try to just stay in my lane and hang out and have fun i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah no it's tough it's weird um i never i never thought there would be so much drama in uh card claiming yeah. yeah i there was one incident probably right before the 2020 national when it was supposed to happen when it didn't that I had posted my opinion about something and instantly regretted doing that, knowing that I was probably in the wrong and mm. knowing I had a good amount of, not a ton of followers, I'm not saying anything about like that, but like I had a decent amount and knowing that I put false information up there, not knowing that I'd put false information up there, I guess afterwards I found out. And uh, after that, I was like, I'm just staying out of all the drama. I'm done with it. Yeah. There's no point. Like everyone's gonna have their own opinion. Everyone's gonna do this and that. So it's like I'm just gonna sit here and have fun with cards and do my job and run a business and a hobby that I truly love. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up in that stuff. I. Yeah. I just. I for me, I just don't. Um, when something as big as what broke today happens. Yeah. My my biggest thing is I just and I kind of figured it out already. And some people messaged me and told me, but I just. I feel like the, a lot of the bigger accounts, if they knew about it, I just don't understand why they didn't say anything. Because evidently, it's been a couple months that this has been going on, but it is what it is. I can uh, tell you the one that I know, or at least no one that I know around our shop and stuff knew about anything until like today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like some people, have, like I'm finding out some people have known for months. Yeah. Other people have, like I only found out a couple days ago. And he it was said, like. Said, Ryan said that in his video what november or something like that for who no uh no brian card collector too oh yeah 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 yeah. he said in november all this stuff happened to him yeah yeah Yeah. so um but yeah it was weird because it was like a a slow starting fire like a couple days ago like a couple group chats people were like hey this is going on and then i knew it was legit because one guy in california that deals with that suburb yeah was like this is what i was told and then I reached out to the suburb and he was like, you know, uh, I was told not to make a statement or talk about it. If you want to call and talk to me about it, like on a personal, like one-to-one, that's mm-hmm. fine, but I can't, I can't come on the podcast or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And I was like, yeah, I understand. So, but yeah, it's crazy. Oh, so one thing I do want to ask you is, uh, Tyson rips an unbelievable amount of product. 
I've noticed over the years. And he has like <laughs> the greatest luck, it seems like. That dude's always hitting bangers. So as with most people, I guess you can say, you don't see the bad. You right. You the good. You know what I yeah. mean? There's been yeah. several. I mean, same thing with me, same thing with Ryan, Neil, everyone at the shop. There's been days where we have a bad box and we're like, we're not stopping at a bad box. And we keep going until we hit something worth it. You know what I mean? And that's just not a good mental attitude to have. I realize this now. Uh, not now, but, you know, recently. That's just <laughs> an addiction to rhythm. Yeah. You know, kind of like I had an addiction to alcohol and drinking, you know. So it's like I need to slow down on that. But uh, right. if not, stop it. Uh, but he likes to have fun. He never has an issue with anything. And, uh, you know, you rip in your own means. And afford what you can afford and if you can have fun and do stuff then have fun and do stuff that's how i look at it he yeah, does pull some stuff though for sure <laughs> yeah i've seen him pull a lot of good stuff um that like that mentality of ripping to get some good can be dangerous yes <laughs> I, and i saw i don't remember the video like who was in the video but i saw a breaker open like an nt last year's nt basketball and he must have ripped four or five boxes and then finally he was like I'm not stopping until I get something. And then he finally hit a mellow RPA. Yep. That was a like, uh, weeks ago. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy hell. This is, yeah, he was just, this is, pop, pop, pop. Right. It, it was like a stack of cards like this high. Just, he was like, nope, 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 nope. And I was like, holy cow. So Shine was like one of the big accounts, the first big like hobby influencer, I guess, to join one of my breaks. Like one of the okay. big, big, big boys. And uh, he joined yeah. 1920 NT looking for Zion which he was chasing the logo man and all that, as we know. Um, and I remember watching him on his live video a couple of weeks after that. Just, <laughs> I mean, it had to have been 20, 30 cases minimum. And like someone wouldn't have a good case. And you'd be like, here's a free case, like a case <laughs> like, craziest thing I've ever seen. And this dude's just chucking over his shoulders and throwing all across the table, these cars. And he's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, Jeez. I can't even imagine doing that myself. I just because I don't have the money, you know, I don't, I don't have that money. And I can't oh, have, yeah, I don't have the means either. And for me, <laughs> for me, I'm I've like, I have, I have a LeBron base card, put that down real nicely. <laughs> well, because you, ne you never know, right? Uh, especially like with some of the prospects or the young guys. Oh, yeah, you don't know who's going to come back around and then pop off, and then you're like, holy shit, I have a box full of this stuff somewhere, yeah, for sure. And I noticed like. With me, at least, I put every card that I'm going to put in a box and forget about. I put it in at least in a penny sleeve. Because yeah. like, you get collections where people do that, but then they don't do that. And every card in there is just destroyed from rattling around the cardboard boxes and stuff for so long. Uh, I got you. I got you. Have you guys had anybody um, big come through the shop and rip like that in person? In person? Ryan? I mean, Ryan. But he yeah. Knows yeah. He to do, you know? Uh, yeah. Not really. Nothing too crazy. We got a couple of local athletes. I don't like giving information out. You know, yeah. I'm one of those kind of guys. But uh, we have a couple of local athletes that come in every once in a while and buy some wax to take home and rip, but or order online and we ship it to them. But that's about it. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, and like I said, I mean, I, I don't like saying names and stuff. And I try to keep things professional when it comes to business and everything. But as far as that goes, it's really fun seeing some of those guys coming to the shop and get to interact with them and stuff like that for sure that is cool yeah it must be nice to have unlimited funds to open up wax 
I, I don't, I want to open prism so bad, but I think I'm just going to wait for the group breaks and I'm yeah. kind of screwed. Cause I like Kyle Trask a lot. Um, but you know, he's on the same team as Brady. So those teams are never cheap either. Nope. <laughs> it's right up there with the jets, the bears, the Jags, almost every break. Yep. Yep. So and I try, I try my hardest to free up the lowest, best kind of pricing I can. I'm not getting my cases direct through a distributor. I'm getting them from Ryan. So I, you know, I have to charge. You know, most breakers when I started, they all went off a blowout and they charged blowout, and then that they didn't go over blowout, but you know, at or a little under blowout. Right. And that's what I still do because I don't get mine at original cost. I get them at secondary market, and I got. I'm not making a ton of money, but I got to make something. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. No, and I think uh, predominantly, if I felt like personally that a lot of people were waiting for you to price stuff out before they price their breaks. I've seen that a couple times. Yeah, I've noticed that I post and then like a couple hours later, all these other posts are going up and I'm like, huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like the gold standard, right? Um, I don't want to say yeah. that. I'm not that good, but uh, I, okay. <laughs> that has Ryan, um, what's the, I guess, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have him on the show, but what, why doesn't they do the live breaks every day? Is it just the amount of product and the logistics of it all? Logistics is a big one. I think man hours is a big one. Uh, and just what goes into a break day is so much and so overwhelming because every every order we pull, put in line, day of breaks, right? Then Tyson or Brandon is sitting next to a top loading, sleeving, put them in team bags. Every team bag has a label on it so we know who's all is who's and everything of that sort. Then I'm usually the one pulling the orders or Matt panel uh, sports cards, of Texas teams. He helps to um, pull orders. And then I'm always taking photos of every order after it's ripped to send to everyone. That's something that we do. And I do on my night on Frankenstein's cards or group breaks that as far as I know, I've never heard of another breaker doing that. Uh, so we send photos of every card from every break. You no, know, maybe not the base cards. Those are kind of bulk sleeve. Yeah, all the hits, but yeah. all the main stuff is top loaded and anything top loaded gets spread out and you get a photo of everything that you got in your box. Yeah. For us, that does two things. One, if something gets lost in the mail, we know what they got. So we can either replace it or give them value of that. Uh, and two, I think for, as a customer, at least for me, if I was a customer, I would enjoy that because it gives me satisfaction of knowing exactly what I got from the box. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yep. No, and that's what, and sometimes, you know, Dave, Mr. 101 is not super fast, but I, I miss stuff sometimes and yep. I get the picture and I'm like, oh, that's right. I did get that stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I didn't know I got that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a great customer service for sure. Um, yeah. I always thought about that because I'm like, gosh, it, it seems like the way people are, they would rip every day if you guys went live every day, but I have a feeling that that's the case, but it's, you know, it's, it's busy on Wednesdays and Fridays usually. And, you know, we even do an hour, like it's so busy in shop that we don't usually buy any kind of cards on Wednesdays and Fridays. If someone comes in, we ask them to come in another day or we try to reschedule for them to come in. And so we can look at their stuff and actually have the time to deal with the customer and not to be rude, but it's just, it's so busy on Wednesdays and Fridays in the shop with everything. Plus we have orders coming in usually at midday, which is a lot of wax usually. So then we're all unboxing that, trying to get that put away while we're also doing the breaks, while we're also taking photos, while we're also pulling orders and all this other stuff. So Right. On top of all the other stuff you mentioned earlier, looking yeah. over cards for grading. <laughs> and So do, do the, does the shop do um, PSA submissions and BGS, or is it just all in-house stuff for you guys? It's all in-house. For the shop. 
we used to do group subs with like local guys, nothing out of state or nothing on local, but all local guys. But we stopped doing that just because it just got too much for us. And, you know, the risk reward wasn't there, I guess you can say. Right, I don't want to speak right. for Ryan on Neil's behalf, but that's just my gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been, the whole group sub thing has been kind of weird. Like it used to be you would do group sub because you get it, it would be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Now I see some group subbers that are more expensive than subbing it yourself. And I'm just like, I don't get it anymore. Um, I, I told Brandon today, I'm just going to have to start doing my own subs. Um, yeah. He he actually does a lot for me, but he's refusing because it takes up too much time, which I don't blame him because I don't want to do oh, any yeah. of that stuff either. At yeah, all. for sure. If you don't want to do it, it's hard to blame someone else for not wanting to do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, I mean, find somebody. Like, as far as Beckett, not to put any names out there and like, oh, this is, but this is who I personally send Beckett stuff to. Is we either send it a through the shop, and that's once every couple months we send out, you know, either our stuff or the shop stuff or whatever. Um, if there's something that I want to get done before that, I usually go to Sappy. Do you know Sappy? Yep. Yeah, Sappy's yep. a great dude. And uh, as a group subber, I know a lot of that's kind of iffy right now, but personally, no, I, she was happy and he always does really good work and really no, great. And, he, and like. he drops them off himself and picks them up. That's so, yeah. why I really like Sappy too, is because it's not like you're shipping it to say, I don't know, a random state, Wyoming. <laughs> Someone's prepping them and then shipping them to Dallas and then shipping back to Wyoming and then shipping back to St. Louis. Right. So two extra shipments in there that it could get lost versus shipping yep. directly to Dallas hand delivering it to Beckett, hand picking it up, and then shipping back to you. There's just less movement of your card. No, that Zion um, that we hit the Orange Ice Auto, that's Zappy. who we sent it yep. to was Zappy. Yep. Gosh, I remember thinking like a two-day sub back then. I was like, gosh, this is going to be expensive. And I remember Ryan was like, no, it's like 40 bucks." And I was like, oh, yeah. then let's do the two-day, please. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, shoot, we did a – I want to say we did a five-day. And it was like 150 a card or something. And we got it back in one business day. Really? <laughs> it was the crazy. Like, there's never a rhyme or reason. We always say that to PSA and Beckett. You can submit to a 45 day back in the day for PSA. It could take, you know, a week. It could take six months. They've always been like that. Beckett, the same. Beckett was usually a little better, uh, but still had issues of like, you could get it done faster. You could get it done later. It was, you know, estimated times yeah i never i've never been on the good end of that where it came back early um the only thing with beckett there was a loophole for tcg so you could send it in with no subgrades and get the cheapest price and then uh if it got a pristine they put the subgrades on there automatically so a lot oh. of people didn't know that and a lot of the tcg if you look it over you're going to get a pristine right um if you look it over yeah and uh, so that was like our loophole for a while there is we would send it <clears throat> and then, you know, it was cheap. So if it came back a nine or something ridiculous, you just crack it and send it again or sell it raw or whatever it is you yeah, know? Yeah, um, or just send the nine. But, you know, but yeah, that was like the loophole because it was like sweet. I didn't have to pay double and I got a 10. Yeah. I think a lot of thing too, that people don't, I guess, fully comprehend that are new in the hobby is like grading is all subjective. Yep. So there's times where, say, your grader is getting overworked and he has had a terrible day. His wife didn't put out the night before. We always joke about 
his or her wife or husband did not put out the night before for him. You know, <laughs> right. so there's not a good mood. You're probably not going to get the best grades that day, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, just just everyday life stuff, right? Just anything, any like. Uh, I've also working. You send it, and you're like, it's probably like an eight five. I just want to get a slab for validity, and he comes back like a nine five, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and it could be as simple as like they had to stop short at the red light and spill coffee all over themselves. And, and like, then all of a sudden that day, they're in yeah. a bad. Everyone's getting. Every, you get a nine. You get a nine. Yeah. 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 No, a hundred percent. And, but that's the thing is that, and I've talked about it a lot is that people don't realize with PSA, it, it even says in their grading standard that it's subjective and it's yep. the eye appeal. It's all the eye appeal. Right. So, and that's why I always think it's funny when people are like, this card got a PSA 10, look at this corner. I'm like, dude, nobody's perfect. Number one. And no offense. It's in the slab of the 10. So yeah, what are you complaining about? <laughs> exactly. People are crazy. They're crazy. If it's slab, it's slab, dude. It's hard to argue with the thing on the on the slab, you know. I mean, there's That's some the... I will not trust, but as far as the top two back in PSA, I mean, if it's in a slab, it's in a slab. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's not my fault they missed the giant crease in the back. Yeah, right. Like, but but that's but that's the thing though is like uh, I was really rooting for these newer companies, you know, and I thought. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the SGC slabs. Um, I thought I was going to like the HGA ones, and then I got them, and I don't really like them in hand. I I really like the CSG slabs in hand. Um, I don't like the label that much, but my problem with it is they grade harder than any other grading company. You know, I thought they really had a, a an opportunity to take that market share since they did TCG for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's just not worth it. Why spend money to grade with them and they're gonna give you a nine or eight five? I mean, I and I I've said this before, I graded three hundred cards at CSG and a ten is supposed to be like a, a BGS ten, like Yeah. I didn't get a single ten. Not not one out of three hundred cards, which was surprising. And then out of the three hundred, there was way more um nines and eight fives than nine fives. Wow. Which I, which I was super surprised about. I know at the shop, we've been submitting more to like lower end kind of stuff just to kind of get in a slab, help increase the value a little bit. But right. uh, we know that it's not like really worth to send to a $100 PSA sub. So like CSG, we've been sending a good amount to at the shop because they're the third most longest tenured company yeah. for hard grading. You know, yeah, they did a lot of vent- like They used to be the standard in vintage. Yep. Vintage, you want to S- like CSG or BC? SGC. SGC, yeah. That's what yeah, I SGC. The black label. The tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, one. The tuxedo. There it is. Yeah, like, like, like Ronaldo yeah. Red, you know, SGC. And like, what I like about them, at least for me, is like everyone knows with the uh, chrome this year, if it was numbered, it had peeling on the back. Right. Every one of them did. It was a manufacturer error. That's just how it was. They take that into effect, it seems like. So, like, if every one of them has it like that, they don't consider that a flaw in the card. They consider that a manufacturing error that doesn't affect the grade, which oh, I really okay. appreciated. Because, like, you know, like, with that card, it's out of five Ronaldo. Like, I would like to get it in at least in a slab that looks okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't right. have to be perfect. Right. Yeah, I got a, I have a couple of the SGC. I mean, it just, it just sucks because my, my preference – and it's not always about the money. Is BGS? I love the BGS slab. Oh, I love, I, um, most of my PCs BGS. Right, and 
but it's like it, it's come to a point recently that the PSAs are just blowing them out of the water, top wise. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, like when I'm looking at a card and deciding if I'm sending the PSA or BGS, like PSA, like you know, nothing autographed. Corners are sharp, edges are sharp. I don't see any dimples, scratches. We'll send it probably to PSA. If there's one corner bad or something of that sort, and I know that it's instantly going to be a PSA 9 at best, you know what I mean? Which a lot of PSA 9s are selling for 9.5 prices. I'll yeah. still sub it to BGS because I'm like, if it gets that 9.5 at least, for me, I think it's a better card than a PSA 9. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the Bowman Chrome, the baseball prospects, uh, the lower end stuff, the guys that I'm just hoping – get their stuff together yeah um, if bgs introduces a cheaper uh price point again then i'll probably send them there and i saw somebody i only saw one subgrader this week posted 60 dollars bgs with subgrades and i asked um what is it dk7 i was like are you guys doing this price too and he was like i haven't got that yet but i haven't checked i haven't checked recently to see if he messaged me again saying they are or not so, david's a good kid yeah, <laughs> yeah i would rather years ago we did a deal for a Trey Young cracked ice contenders collegiate ticket PSA or nine five ten. He's just a good kid. I like David. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a little empire going because I know yeah. I've. He's got like an eBay person that does the eBay sales. He's got a couple guys that handle the, the grading stuff with him. So yeah, yeah. I think if I'm going to send BGS, I'll probably send with him again. So. Oh, for sure. Nothing against David at all. He's a good dude, good kid, and does good work. So. Yep. All right, dude. We, I mean, we've been on for like an hour. Is there anything else we want to talk about, or is there anything we we didn't hit on that you think we should have hit on? I didn't even know we've been on for an hour. I've just been sitting. Well, so that's the thing is, like, I, I, uh, I, I actually appreciate not talking about all the nonsense the last two weeks and just yeah. having and having a good conversation. You know what I mean? No, that's that's what it comes down to. I think there's way too much drama in the hobby these days. And I think that people just need to be real with each other and just yep. keep it real. You know, I mean, a lot of breakers and a lot of people in the hobby are like, we keep it real, this and that. And, you know, you're just trying to make a lot of money and you're trying to get in and out and make as much money and profit as you can. And that's just it. And it's a shame that a lot of these new people in the hobby look at, say, like an Instagram account that has 27,000 followers, right? How do you know any, but yet they're getting like, 50 likes on a post. Yep. Like those aren't real followers, but people don't yeah. realize that. And people, I guess, just see the amount of numbers and go, Oh, he's one to trust. Right. It, you gotta be more careful than that. You know, I think that's a big issue in the hobby going on right now is people are trusting these, not saying everyone that's new that came into the hobby over the last year or two is bad. That's not the case. Right. No, no, no. There's definitely some bad eggs that, pay for followers and try to make themselves look better when they're just bad people and just care about money. Don't care about yeah, no, I agree. There was a, I won't name the account, but there was one account where the guy clearly bought followers. Like I think he had 30,000, um, sent me a message and direct message and was like, Hey, if you send me free product, I will shout you out during my lives or in videos. And I was like, you want me to send you free product? Was this a certain person from California? No, he was, uh, I think he's okay. from Jersey, like New Jersey or New York. I think New York, actually. There was a guy that used to be involved in, we'll say, sports jerseys. 
Yeah. And uh, definitely got a couple messages from him saying, send me free product and I'll give you a shout out. And so did the shop several times. <laughs> well, this guy, little did he know, like, so he got belligerent with me in the messages. Um, started like calling me names and like, like, like some racist stuff, like oh, saying all this, all, all this crazy no. <laughs> and I was like, listen, man, like I, I, I'm a military officer, right? I, uh, my integrity is everything. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure why you're going here. I, I've had enough. I'm done talking to you. And, uh, so then I cut it off. And then um, little did he know, because of my background, I, I know I know where he lives, where he works. Uh, and my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just angry. I'm not going to do anything. It's no. not like I'm going to call. I'm not going to call his work and tell them what a horrible human being he is, even though I should." But yeah, like I think that's the scary part is that you see these people buy followers and things, and then people have this blind faith and trust in them, and. Uh, and you're right. I mean, and it is easy to look. You can look at a photo and if they have 30,000 followers and have 20 likes, there's a problem there and it's manufactured. So something's not adding up, you know? No, not at all. Like, I mean, I hit a, I remember when I had a thousand at the 2019 national and I was like thrilled. I was yeah. thrilled. And like, I've been trying to get to 10 K. I wanted to get to 10 K before the end of the year last year. And I'm at like 9,750 or something like that. But it's like, I am just going to be more happy when I hit 10K knowing that I didn't pay for a single person. This is all yep. natural growth. You know what I mean? And I think more people need to be willing to put in the hard work versus just trying to make the money fast. And trying to right. Make it fast. Yeah, it's a weird um, it's a weird thing with social media, like the clout chasing. Um, I, I personally think it's weird when... Um, people don't answer messages or like, you know, if anyone DMs me and I don't, I don't follow them. So it's not mutual. And it goes in that request thing. I always look and I always reply and just say like, Hey, you know, like, what are you looking for? Or what can I help you with? I try um, to always reply to everyone. There's some that definitely slip through the cracks. That's for mm -hmm. sure. just because I mean, I'm always sending every, after every break, I send a photo of everyone's cards. So right, right. there, 30, 40 DMS. And I always get replies and stuff gets lost. It just does. Oh yeah. You know, um, but there's definitely some times also where like I'll be getting requests recently has been a lot of requests of scammers trying to hack my account going, hey, I made you this. Please click here to look at it. Right. And I'm just, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting I think and I'm not in the NFTs at all. And I've been getting a ton of like, have you heard of this NFT? And I'm like, I don't care. Delete. I don't even know. Dude, I don't get the NFT thing. I really don't. I mean, so. Yeah. I, I own this right to this photo and this video clip, dude. I can go on YouTube and watch that. Like, <laughs> so I, I was I was on board with the uh, the NBA Top Shop for a second, um, and then I realized that you don't actually own the rights to that clip at all. No, it's because on YouTube. It, to you can go watch it. Yeah, well, because to me it was like so if I owned um, LeBron dunking or whatever it is, right. I should be able to put it in a display and sell those displays. Like, remember how they used to have the photo, um, uh, FX, the photo frames. Right. And then, so I, I was just thinking like, well, even I should be able to sell this HRX cards yep. with a little yeah, bit, same, same type of thing. Right. And I was like, or if I want to, um, clip it and use it for my like YouTube channel or whatever it is, I should be able to, but you don't own the copy. You don't own the rights to it at all. So I was, I was like, yeah, I'm not on board with that at all. This yeah, is stupid. What's the point in uh, spending money to get that thing? 
<laughs> right. And then on the, um, we were on the Luca Tiger Braun podcasting and, um, and we were saying like with the NFT sales, how do you know it's not the same guy that bought it that's selling it to himself to pump the price? There's no way to track that. You don't? No. And then, you know, and they, they made the point that they were like, well, what if you sold something to Brandon? And then you guys said, this is the cop. And I was like, right, but it doesn't work that way. The only way that would work is if we were doing something illegal on eBay and then selling it to each other. Right. So then sure, I guess you could do it that way, but no one's going to believe if I said, Hey, I sold this, uh, what do I got here? I got this Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, silver prism card. I sold it to Frankenstein tonight for $500. It's a new comp. If you want it, $450. People would tell me to freaking fly a kite. You know what I mean? They'd be like, yeah, that's not how this works. I think me and my buddy Neaton have, we're shared, we're, uh, went through uh, three way on a case, me, him, and Ryan at the Super Bowl last year on Immaculate Basketball. It right. hit the gold premium patch, like the horizontal gold premium patch KPJ rookie. <laughs> and we oh, still have it. And uh, like we're thinking, it's like, like we need to do. We can get a thousand. We need to get rid of it. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's crazy though. Like, just everything market wise and how fast things change in the card world is really insane. It is insane. It's just, uh, and I don't know, man. I I always love basketball, and I, I like the stickball stuff. Um, I've slowly, like, I'm leaning towards, like, quarterbacks. If I'm going to buy anything, I just want to buy some proven quarterbacks. Um, I've been stopping yet, a lot of soccer. Have, so, I haven't, I haven't gotten into the soccer thing at all. Um, I, I know soccer just because a, a good friend of mine I grew up with played um, professional soccer and was on the World Cup team. And Yeah. He doesn't play anymore. Um, that, so, that was, like, the extent of my fandom for soccer. Um, and then – Anything on card, match used. So, like, Christian Pulisic. Yep. Card match used. I'm a big France fan, so I have a ton of stuff. That's just too Not even – like, one of my one of my favorite cards are my Zidane patches. And, like, it's Zidane Zidane. Uh, yep. The 06, 08, one of the two. I can't remember. I can never remember. The World Cup against Italy is when, like, I first started watching soccer, that World Cup. Is that when he headbutted the guy? Yes. <laughs> and – uh France quickly became one of my favorites, watching with Andre and uh, Trezgui and Zidane. And um, just watching that and watching them play and everything, they just became one of my favorites. And then when Mbappe came out in the 2018 World Cup and did his thing, and I was buying Father's Day packs from a local store for like two bucks and pulling Mbappe rookies and having a blast with it and selling them for like a hundred. You know what I mean? Oh, shoot. I wish I still had all those. Um, But like, I don't know. I just France really took a big part of my heart, so I just have a bunch of France too, like Zidane patch. Oh wow! Because France 03 on it, you know. Man, I, I, I like all the Leaf products. Oh, Leaf does. Brian does a good job. Like Ronaldo Brazil oh, wow. Zidane dual one on one. Beckham Zidane dual one on one with the Adidas oh, logo. Uh, another Beckham. They had a silver and a gold for each duel. And each one's a one-on-one. So I have wow. both Beckhams. I'm missing one of the Ronaldo Zidans. And then Roberto Carlos with the Brazil logo. Oh, that one's sick with the crest. Below the B, if you look really closely, it's hard to tell in the video, but it's like red. So it's almost like there's mm. blood or something. And so just stuff like that. That I, You know, it's not a lot of soccer guys probably are like, oh, I want this, but Zidane is in sign autos. So to me, like, these are some of the best cards you can get. 
He doesn't sign autos. A lot of soccer people don't. Really? I mean, Mbappe's never had an auto on a card. Oh, maybe it's like a new thing or like rumor, but rumor. these guys make so much money they probably don't rumor care. is that Mbappe's agent wants over two thousand dollars in auto. I was gonna say that that's the problem is because those guys, the top guys get paid ridiculous amount of money and they're like, We're not but we don't want a hundred an issue. I think it's even an issue because there's no issue with this because it's the religious beliefs and stuff, but like there's some religions that frown upon selling autographs and stuff like that for money and profiting off of that. Uh, Muhammad Salah is a big example of that where he doesn't sign autos. Hmm. Yet. So my, my mother's Korean and uh, my dad was in the army, long story short. So like Korean was actually my first language um, as a kid, just because uh, my mom didn't speak English and my dad was deployed a lot. So I always like, World Cup, I get super into. I'll watch the USA. Um, I watch. I always have a USA and a Korea jersey for whenever mm-hmm. the World Cup comes around. I always buy those two. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I've been wanting to get into soccer. I know there's like one Korean guy. I saw there's like a kaboom of him, but I, I got to do some research and figure out who it is. Uh, where is Young Min's son from? I think he's Korean. He is uh, our son, Young Min. Yeah, South Korean. Beautiful yep. boss. So there sure. you go. So, so tonight I will go on eBay and start looking. Yeah, uh, I pulled one of his autos a while ago. If I would have known, I would have offered it to you at a better price uh, from Impeccable. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, same product that I got this one from, if I can get what's it. His, what's his club team? Tottenham. Oh, it is? Okay. So Cristiano Ronaldo, on-card Who's auto. That? So what does something like that go for, for one of the greatest soccer players ever? In, I mean, I could be off here. I wouldn't sell it for under 10000 Yeah. I mean, on-card autos, like when, if you're wanting to get into soccer, I don't, I'm not going to call myself an expert because I'm not. I'm still learning. But I know some basics. On-card autos are premium because you got to think about logistics. Right. So many players all over so many different countries in the world. So for Panini to send each player, and they're not just staying, and they're they're going all over that country and other countries at all times. So like the logistics of having them sign on card autos is just a nightmare. Plus you got to think about shipping all the cards over to these players overseas and stuff. So that's why we end up with a lot of sticker autos for soccer is because it's just cheaper to send a pack of envelopes over. Yeah, uh, so I think that's like on card autos, huge match used patches. Or another big one like that Pulisic is matched used and it's on card auto. Wow. So like stuff like that. Um, the big names, you know, just like any sport. If you want a safe investment, buy Messi, buy Ronaldo, buy, you know, right. stuff like that. Uh, Pele, Maradona, I like. I just there's some rumors that no one likes to talk about. I guess of I don't know if they're true or not. I don't quote me here. But uh, potentially there was some child things going on with him in the bedroom. Mm. We'll say, uh, yeah. So to is me, that recent is that recent stuff. He he's got a very checkered history. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's recent, but like, yeah, it's stuff that's been around for a while. That I just right. like if that's the case, and I don't want to own any of his stuff myself. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree. Versus like Ronaldo's a family man who works his butt off to get where he was. Messi's the same way. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. 
it's it's an interesting market to me i think being so worldwide and so widespread and having so many people following the sport that it's right. probably literally the biggest sport in the world yeah i thought like what was the soccer that came out last week was it last week donruss came was out donruss? that was a couple of months, I, like, months ago i i was like oh maybe i'll get a donruss box and then i saw the price and i was like never mind uh, <laughs> the rookie crop from donruss this year wasn't that good anyways like okay. Martin from brazil is one of the bigger ones we pulled his gold optic in the shop actually that was pretty big uh but i look more towards like immaculate impeccable stuff like that higher end stuff where you're going to get more hit based and stuff usually that stuff does a lot better especially with impeccable having on-card autos like they did last year that was crazy when did that come out no uh, immaculate should be in the next month or so and impeccable will be later this year or towards the summer and yeah, i bet you, they usually do like an nt a flawless or an eminence for the world cup Okay. We'll be doing something like that, I would imagine, if any you will. So, if I want to get the Korean guy in a break, I need to get the club team? Usually, yeah. So, Tottenham. Okay. Tottenham. But, like, when it comes okay. to, like, Impeccable, I had him as a Tottenham because that's EPL. It's a Premier League product. Yep. Uh, but, like, Immaculate, they'll do a lot of, like, international stuff. Okay. They'll all sell, by like, country. It'll be, like, by Portugal, France, by country. Yeah. Okay. It gets real yeah. in the soccer I learned real fast where you have club teams, you have country teams. They play for both products get produced for both. Some products are only English premier league, which is just the, like the teams in England. Some products are just La Liga, which is uh, La Liga's Italy, this uh, Liga, Germany, league one, France, uh, Syria is. Oh, I play FIFA on PlayStation five. Yeah. Like it's nobody's business. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna start. I'll start looking for uh, either Korea or Tottenham. So I feel like if you do the right stuff, I'm not like I don't ever want to give investment advice or anything. But I feel like with the World Cup coming up, especially, I feel like we're about ready to see a big boom in the market for that for sure. Okay, is it this summer's World Cup? Uh, November. November. Yeah, I got to talk to Justin Cedar Hollow because he's over there. Yep, he's um, in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, yeah. I got to I got to see what the arrangement is. Um, that might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, yeah, I was talking to my buddy Yui Yusuf uh, at Alley of Cards. Uh, why? Yep. Like, I think this was for the. This would have been for Champions League. It's so, like I'm obviously being France and everything. I like PSG, Paris Saint Germain. Yep, he's a diehard Chelsea fan. So last year in the Champions League, it was like very possible that they were going to be playing each other. So we were talking. We were like, we're going over there and we're watching this match live if it happens. <laughs> that would be insane. Yes, you lost I, it in history's history. So, <laughs> soccer is another level when you're talking about the fandom and how passionate the fans are. And being in live, big live games like that, it's crazy. I actually got a call today from St. Louis City SC. I uh, literally, the minute they went on sale for reservations, I put in for them. I had to have been one of the first couple people to do it for sure because, like, they're left it up forever. And I got a call today saying I was confirmed for season tickets. Oh, wow. Congrats. That'll happen in 2023 is when the team plays the club for the first match. So I'm pretty excited to get season tickets for hometown MLS team. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good stuff. MLS is a lot of fun, too. Um, My buddy that played professionally was, uh, I don't know how deep in the soccer you are, was Eddie Johnson. Um, I grew up with him. Uh, He was on the World Cup team in Germany. And then... uh, 
we got to see him play MLS. And then one of the bigger matches I got to go to, and this was, gosh, maybe nine, that would have been eight or nine years ago, but uh, U.S. played Germany um, in D.C. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, and we got to go, we sat in the family section. It was amazing. And we actually beat Germany. So it was like a, a great match to be at. So I just remember that energy. I was like, man, it's so different than a football game or basketball game. And It's wild. Yeah. Like the fan bases, like the American outlaws for the USA and stuff like that is just crazy. I mean, if you are trying to get into soccer and you want to know, not necessarily like realistic, but just how crazy some of these fans can get, just go online and watch Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> yeah if uh yeah it's that's not realistic it's, like, i don't think a lot of that really happens but i'm sure some of it does you know I mean, especially back in the day like for sure club fans would be fighting other club fans to prove that oh, they're yeah. the best <laughs> yep yep so i was joking around that any chicago fire fans or any uh sporting kc fans coming to st louis when i'm there they're gonna have a hard time at the game you know <laughs> yeah be careful you're not hard to uh, spot in the crowd oh not at all come up to me say hi i'll be nice <laughs> well all right man this was fun um if i don't talk to you again i look forward to meeting you at nationals that's uh, my plan there. is to go my plan is to go so um, usually i'm the second tallest in the room like i said because 610 is always there yeah <laughs> Justin. I'll be I'll be I'll be up there. I won't be third or fourth tallest, but I'll be up there. So Oh yeah, um, for sure. So um yeah, it'll be nice to meet you guys in person and uh maybe buy some stuff. So I think I'm gonna be I like to trade, man. That's my thing is I I love to do the trades. Um so maybe we can get some trade. Does does the shop do a lot of trades at the show too? Or is it Ryan will, but sometimes he can be pretty picky on what he wants to trade. Oh, yeah, trade yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, maybe we can work something out. Um, if not, I know, uh, I plan to go to the shop eventually. Um, my buddy, um, Scott, he's been to the shop a few times. He's a guy I'm in the Coast Guard with, but his wife is from St. Louis. So okay. every time they go home for the holidays, he goes to the shop and his mother-in-law is awesome. Um, so I always, yeah. I always tell him and her that I'm going to come visit one time and go to the shop so but yeah i appreciate you coming on it was uh it was good man we talked for an hour and a half so this is like the longest podcast i've done but it was it was easy i feel like we could keep talking so a part of my job for breaking is talking <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i've gotten pretty good at it over the last two years <laughs> but yeah but this was fun man i appreciate it um so if you're watching or listening uh, it's frankenstein's cards right yeah right um on on instagram check out his breaks and then uh also Check out RBI Crew. They're probably the best, if not the best, card shop um, in the country. There's a few. I got a few favorites, so um, but they're Smart. definitely in the top three. RBI CRU seven. If anyone wants to look it up. Yep. Because It'll pop people, right up. Some people go RBI Crew and they put C R E W, right? Yeah, C R E W. Yeah. That's not it. And they're like, "What is it? Ribby Crew? No, it's RBI Crew seven. Uh, Why is it C R U? Ryan was RBI back in the YouTube days. Neil was seven yep. back in the YouTube days, so they uh, put it together. together. I think that's the story. I could be wrong. I'm sure I'll hear about it if I'm wrong. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's not it at all. It's this crazy elaborate thing, and how we came up with it. And you just put two things together, and that was it. Yeah, no, I know it was something like that. There's something along those lines. We like to give each other a lot of crap at the shop. That's just our kind of friendship and brotherhood. So it's just. Yeah. So I'll hear something. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good stuff for sure. Um, 
tell tell everybody I said hello, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in national. So thanks again. For sure. No worries. Have a good night. Take it easy, brother. Later. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.